The Australian PGA, the summer of golf, when there's big names on the leaderboard, too bad Cam Smith's not there, and it's a Sunday afternoon, there's nothing better than watching the Australian PGA, the Australian Open, the Australian Masters back in the day. Gives you all of those amazing Greg Norman type memories. But Adam Pengelly is our man. Adam, are you there, mate? Morning, Brainy. Yeah, I am. Morning, Doggy. How's things this morning? Yeah, mate. Unreal. Unreal. We're having a, a good morning. There's been like stacks to talk about, stacks to talk about. But Bulldog and I, before the show, said, What's the main thing today? And we said, It's the golf. It's the biggest show in, in town today, I reckon. Yeah, it is. It is. It's been a big tournament up here, Brainy. To, to be fair, they had a, had a pretty good field, a pretty deep field. The only shame is that Cam Smith. Bombed out so spectacularly on Friday. It hasn't been around for the weekend, yeah. but um, they've, they've done a good job, Brian, to be fair. Like, I know they've copped a bit of flack in recent years for, well, they didn't have a tournament for two years with COVID, obviously, but not getting those really, really big names in the top 15 or 20 in the world back to Australia for our summer of golf. But they've, they've really beefed the field up in terms of depth this year. So they have 10 guys who are ranked inside the world's top 100 at playing at Royal Queens. And this week, I think, was a, a pretty decent way to kick off the Australian summer of golf. Adam, I'm interested about... Cam Smith. It was just a spectacular implosion, one we haven't seen before, one we we just don't expect uh, from a player of his world-class ability. Just behind the scenes, uh, did you interview him? Uh, There were suggestions he was in tears. How much did it impact on him uh, such a round, which I think was, was it a 78? 78 was his second round. It was already over the card before that. Yeah, we couldn't quite believe what we were watching on, on Friday afternoon. Like The one thing about Cam is that if there's any potential little weakness in his game, it's, it's maybe the driver. He can get that a little bit little bit inaccurate and go, go a little bit astray with his driver, but he, he didn't drive the ball that badly on Thursday and Friday, and everyone knows that the, the, the biggest strength of his game is his, his iron play and his short game. It's, it's absolutely world-class, potentially the best in the world. I have never seen him hit as many bad iron shots and wedges in from 120, 130 metres than what he did on Thursday and Friday. Like, he wasn't just missing greens. He was missing them by 10, 15 metres and leaving them short. And it was just so uncharacteristic of him. And, and I suppose to answer your question, Doggy, about his emotion after the rounds, there's a little scorer's hut at the back of 18 um, that all players have to return their cards once they're finished. And there's just a little bit of an area, so I suppose, sort of penned off for journalists to interview players afterwards. I wasn't sure if Cam was going to speak, but I said, no, he's going to speak. He's going to come over and speak to just a... There's only four or five of us just written journos there. And he, he walked out of the scorer's hut and he could see straight away something wasn't right. And I sort of went to ask the first question and he, he was dead set, choking back tears, almost crying straight away. And he was he was so upset by his performance this week. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself to, to play well in Brisbane in his hometown, try and defend his title and to perform well that poorly. Let's be honest, he only beat, I think, six golfers home in a field of 156 who finished two rounds. It was just remarkable to see him shoot seven, seven over 78 um, on Friday. And it, it just showed that it really meant a lot to him. Yeah, I, I, it was just – I watched it, Adam, Friday Ave. I, I had it on it, and I gave up on him. I said, I'll let the guy out of his misery. He's just, you know, he's human. He's just hitting shocking shots. I suppose he has to try and regroup now for the Australian Open in Sydney – next week. I don't know how he goes about doing that, Adam. I suppose he's well, just got to hit the range. He does. He was on the range yesterday, Brini. He came to Royal Queensland for a bit of a quick signing session and um, photos yeah. with a few kids at a junior clinic. Then he then he did go to the range. And I, I went over and watched him only for a few minutes, obviously. But he was working with his coach, Grant Field. And, and you know, we all know that obviously he's got an immense ability. It's all there. But 
I just wonder about the effect mentally that can have on him in, in the space of a week. Like he'll turn Me it around, too. obviously, but can can you turn it around in the space of a week? That's that's the question. I, I don't Mark, know. But the he, funny thing was, Adam. Just sorry to cut you off, but the funny thing was, the week before he finished second in the Hong Kong Open at eighteen under, it was only beaten by a bloke who went birdie birdie on seventeen and eighteen in round four. Like he was in form. Exactly, and it's not as if, this has just came out of a complete a complete blue. He's had a very very solid year all year. I think by his own admission, he. He started the year pretty slowly. He was a little bit poor at the U.S. Masters. He wasn't happy about his performance there. But for the rest of the year, he won two titles on the Live Tour. He finished top 10 in both in two majors in the U.S. PGA and the U.S. Open. You point out exactly right. He played well in Hong Kong two weeks prior. This has just sort of come almost from nowhere, if I'm putting it in those terms, this performance. So I just wonder about, just mentally for me, Brini, that's, that's the only question. How does he turn around in the, in the space of a week mentally? Now, Adam, I'm interested to get your thoughts on Minwoo Lee, but just initially, away from the course, he seems to engage with the crowd. He seems to know how he can be successful uh, commercially, and he knows that engaging with the crowd is just good for his profile. What's he like as a bloke, and do you feel that he's really starting to garner a lot of support uh, inside the country? He's a rock star doggy. I think it's the only way you can probably describe it. He's got charisma and personality plus, um, and in serious game inside the ropes to go with it. Um, you couldn't, <laughs> everyone knows about the story. Obviously, he's a younger brother of Minji Lee, you, you, who's, who's a fantastic golfer in her own right, won two uh, women's majors. She's a, she's an absolute star, but you couldn't get two more different personalities than those two. Like Minji is really quiet, introverted, um, not exactly comfortable sharing her life and speaking to media and everything like that. That's just who she is, and that's fine. Min Woo is the exact opposite. He loves the crowds. He loves the galleries. He loves the hype. He loves the pizzazz. He played his first round on, um, on Thursday. Um, had a really good round. I think he shot six under 65, I think, from memory. Do you know what he did that night? What? He went to Post Malone's concert in Brisbane. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> he did. He did. Absolutely, he did. And um, we chatted to him the next day on Friday. and said, how was the concert, mate? And he goes, oh, it was great. I was probably standing up on my feet a little bit too long. I was going to be tired the last few holes. But I had a great time. It was fantastic. So that's just who he is. You wouldn't see too many professional golfers going to a concert midway through a tournament. But, um, yeah, and, and the, the crowds are really warming to him. You're seeing a lot of different... Um, uh, paraphernalia and shirts and, and hats sort of uh, supporting Minwoo Lee and he's, he's developed this tagline this let him cook tagline which has just taken off on social media the last 12 to 18 months do you, do you know he's commercialised by getting a sponsorship with a, a Wagyu beef provider over there in America? Yeah I know yeah yeah. I, I've seen all that stuff look he's just he's just new age Adam and you know times are changing and the ear is changing and these guys, you know, he can get out there on social media. He's comfortable comfortable with it. He's confident with it. He takes the mickey out of himself. Did you see, you know, when the PGA Tour made that sort of drive to survive style documentary of its own, right? Yes. In one of the episodes that featured, I think, Justin Thomas, it focused on him. He walks through a clubhouse and the camera's on him and Minji's in the background playing cards. And, and Minji took a screenshot, right? He goes, I've made it. I've made the PGA Tours Drive to Survive documentary because that was the only vision of him that was in it. He's funny, right? Uh, he, he won't be just in the background breeding next time. Oh, he'll, no. be, he'll, he'll be one of the episodes, the way he's going. And, yeah. um, he'll, be on, he'll be on the PGA Tour uh, full-time next season. He's obviously got his playing rights now. And he, he, I think I suppose the thing in his short career so far, he's played so well in the majors. He's like, 
he just loves the big stage. And, and the players? The Players' Championship, he was contending into the final round there earlier this year. So that's un- the unofficial fifth major, I suppose. So it wouldn't surprise me to see in the next five years that he does bag one of these majors because he's good enough to get hot for a week. And his game is absolute world-class at the moment. So, yeah, he, he's definitely a star on the rise. Adam, I'm not a golf rider. You know that. Everybody knows that. But, gee, I keep hearing rumours about more players are going to defect to live. Uh, are those rumours... Uh, look, is there any truth to it? Do you hear them yourself? What do you make of them? Yeah, the big one this week, Doggy, has been John Rahm. Uh, the US Masters winner from this year, two-time major winner, one of the biggest names in the sport, there's been a lot of speculation on social media this week that a deal with him going to live golf is imminent. I must confess, I don't think it's... Well, it's definitely not been verified. There's only speculation and rumours at this stage. He's very close to Phil Mickelson, John Rahm. Um, he was coached by Phil's older brother uh, when he was a college golfer. He's had a long-standing friendship with Phil, and we know that Phil's been pretty much the, the pioneering force to get this live golf off the ground. I don't know if it's going to happen with John Rahm. They're definitely trying to, to try and get some more big names. We, but we still, don't know, we still don't know what's happening with this agreement between you know, the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund and the PGA Tour. Like, they signed that stunning framework agreement back in June earlier this year and saying everything's going to be better again, where the civil war is going to be over. Well, they've got to get that agreement formalised by December 31. And at this stage, it looks like things aren't going exactly to plan. So I don't know where it's going to end up, boys. There's certainly still a lot of unsettled people in the, in the world of golf at the moment. And, um, yeah, John Rahm, if he does go to live golf, that would be a massive, massive tipping point, I reckon, in this arms race. Hey, good stuff, Adam. Thanks for joining us from beautiful Queensland. Is it sunny there today? It is, Brini. Yeah, it's been it's weather's back. Been a little bit dicey all week. It's been on and off rain for the last three or four days and quite overcast, but the sun is out today, so it should be an absolute good. cracker at uh, Royal Queensland. Okay, good one. We'll stay away from the party hole. You've got about three or four <laughs> stories to file this afternoon. Bye, Adam. See you, boys. Thanks, mate.